0: Global Economic Review Risks and Challenges. In conversation with Richard Martin, Founder and Managing Director, IMA Asia. Conclusions Paper, December 2023. With 2024 around the corner, it is a good time to take stock of the prospects for global and Asian growth. China is visibly slowing, part of the Eurozone are in recession and America may not be able to hold off a downturn for much longer. Added to this mix, geopolitical risks have spiked and elections are due in India, the US and probably the UK. At a joint online session of the India CEO and CFO forums, Richard Martin, founder and managing director of IMA Asia, assessed the risks and opportunities that lie ahead and offered unique insights from an East Asian vantage point. An ongoing US-Eurozone realignment Since 2003, the United States has consistently outpaced the euro area. Its GDP has grown by 21% more than Europe's, fueled by a 33% gap in capital investment, or gross fixed capital expenditure. Some key contributing factors include the US's more robust COVID-19 stimulus Resulting in a 9.4% fiscal deficit in 2021, twice as that of the euro area. Further differentiating the regions is America's aggressive industrial policy, which is now even attracting firms from Europe and Asia. Demographically, from 2002 to 2021, Europe's working age population has declined by 2.3%, while the US's grew by 14%. In 2022, America's GDP, approximately 26 trillion, was about 80% bigger than Europe's, approximately 14 trillion. Strikingly too, while the US has managed to maintain approximately 25% of world GDP shares since 1991, the euro areas has declined from 25% to 14%. Neither inflation, averaging 2.5% in the US, and 2% in Europe over 1992-2022, to 2022, nor exchange rates approximately 1.09 euros per USD, both now and in 2023, explain this gap. Rather, the underlying drivers include demographics, capital dynamics, and industrial structure. The global view to 2028 The IMF's latest projections indicate that India may be the world's fastest-growing economy over 2024-28, averaging 6.4%. Following it are the ASEAN six countries, 4.9%, and Sub-Saharan Africa, 4.1%. China has slipped from its pre-COVID leadership position and it's projected to grow approximately 4% annually. However, it continues to generate more new market creation each year. USD 1.6 trillion on the back, of a USD 18 trillion economy than America's USD 1.1 trillion on a larger USD 22 trillion market. Looking ahead, the world's two biggest economies are poised to continue driving global market growth, contributing to a total of USD 8.8 trillion and USD 5.6 trillion respectively over 2023-28 period. By comparison, India USD 2.1 trillion will create more market opportunities than the Asian 6 combined, USD 1.6 trillion. On aggregate, Asia is expected to account for nearly half of the world's total market growth in this period. Drivers of Realignment in Asia A rebalancing of growth is underway in Asia, driven by three primary factors. First, China's rapid rise starting with its WTO entry in 2001, eliminated export barriers and made it the world's top consumer of commodities, cars and luxury goods. This also led to a surge in outbound tourism. Secondly, rising Chinese manufacturing wages since 2006, partly owing to market restrictions, has prompted labour-intensive industries to starting to move to countries like Vietnam and Bangladesh for the last decade. Third, as a result of Donald Trump's trade war with China, manufacturing hubs have been relocating to Mexico, Poland, Southeast Asia and India. China's slowdown is driven partly by demographic shifts, though balanced to a degree by rural urban migration. Some of the key challenges ahead include a legacy of poor capital allocation decisions and a struggling stock market despite it ranking second globally in the number of unicorns. Although China has a substantial base of savings and forest reserves, in the short term, it must contend with a collapse of confidence in the real estate sector, falling house prices, a crisis in local government finance, and limited fiscal and monetary support. Median-term strategies will lead to address structural property market issues and redefine fiscal roads. In the long term, China is focusing on wealth-boosting policies, urbanization, education, and safer investment options. Recent spending programs and efforts to shore up local government debt indicate a degree of flexibility towards fixing the country's problems. India is poised to see its global market share rise from approximately 1% to approximately 4.5%. Underpinning its relatively strong GDP growth projections for the second half of this decade is a continuing workforce expansion with approximately 7 million workers added annually. It has challenges stemming from low levels of education but is now prioritising this area. India also excels at mobilising capital through the stock market as well as venture funding and is actively working towards creating a unified national market. The manufacturing sector's share of GDP has plateaued at 18%, but there is a strong growth in industries that need domestic demand. Indonesia's workforce is expanding by 1 million a year, and its education scores surpass India's. The country is open to 100% foreign-owned schools, but there is a challenge with low female workforce participation. Despite maintaining a higher savings rate than India, local firms faced difficulties accessing capital, a problem compounded by its comparatively small stock market. In previous years, manufacturing's share of GDP declined as industries relocated from Indonesia to China. However, its current focus is on mineral-based industrialization, which is expected to boost manufacturing as well as GDP growth. 7.8% over 2025 to 30, up to 5.2%, in the preceding five years. Since joining the WTO in 2006, Vietnam's share of global manufactured exports has risen sharply. The country has experienced a demographic tailwind in the recent years, but net workforce growth will slow down to 0.2 million a year over 2022-32. to 32. With a high education scores and a strong female workforce participation rate, Vietnam has seen rapid industrial upgrading, particularly in clothing and footwear since 2000 and electrical and electronics since 2013. It faces issues with corruption and inflation but is forecast to return to 6% plus GDP growth with manufacturing contributing to 25% of the total. In the major industrial markets of North Asia, Japan is experiencing a decline in its global economic share while Taiwan and South Korea are maintaining a stable position. Collectively, these nations host numerous world-class manufacturing companies, renowned for cutting-edge technology, and exceptional global management teams. The manufacturing engines propelling their economies are, however, detached from the broader economy. This is on account of various factors. Taiwanese factories are relocating on account of geopolitical risks. Japan is facing domestic market shrinkage and Korea has to contend with high wages and a relatively small domestic market. Who else will end up gaining the most from a relocation away from these economies? At the moment, Malaysia, with its strong export manufacturing base, appears to be better positioned than either Thailand or the Philippines. However, its relatively small workforce is a challenge. Thailand, on the other hand, faces issues around low population growth and political risks, which creates supply chain uncertainties. Finally, while the Philippines' manufacturing base is expanding, its growth trajectory hinges on domestic demand.